0: Sticky seats, Karens, missing bags, and hunger pangs. Average day in Peru. I'm Ryan Matlock. And I'm Michael Lafavor. We're two nervous fans of Beyond Gilead. And today we're reviewing
1: 7-3, Go Ye Into All the World, Part 2, by Lori Twitchell. So join us for episode 87 on our return to Gilead.
0: Well, I did something a little bit more out of the box today for the clip of the day. Do you want to listen to it real quick? I mean, it's not really a little bit longer, but I figured let's start off with this so that even if it's a little bit long, if we talk about everything else in this episode, by the end of the episode, we wouldn't even have time to play this. So let's start this off here.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, I lift Brooke up to you now as she heads for Peru. God, let her
0: shine your light and be an example of love to everyone who crosses her path. And as she does,
1: show her that you are in control. Thank you for letting Brooke do this. And help her as she does. Prepare her and the people she will meet for what you have in store. Keep her safe on the plane and in this other country and let her get to Peru safe and sound. I pray that things would go well for her and that she would get to come home and have some really cool stories about her trip and what she did while she was there. I ask that you would remind her to lean on you in all things. No matter how big or how small, you're in control and you have a plan.
0: Grant her your peace that passes all understanding, God, as she goes through this new and exciting stage in her life.
1: I pray as this trip progresses the Brooke will learn and grow in ways she never imagined possible. Bless Brooke with blessings beyond measure, just pressed down, shaken together, running out all over. Let them wash over her while she's on this trip and show her your majesty and grace in ways that she's never imagined. We ask that you would set up your angels around her in a hedge of protection and that you would allow her to arrive safely where she's going so that you might be able to use her for your glory. Did you just edit that? Yeah. That's awesome. And that's also way better than what we got. Seriously? <laughs> yes. What do okay, you mean? So actually, okay. Okay. So <laughs> wow. nothing again. There, I, I'm sorry. This is my hot take for this episode.
0: <laughs> you had a hot um, take last time. What's a hot take this I time? I did. I
1: apologize. <laughs> too, too hot. I'll, I'll, I'll cool down later. Coming but in hot. I'm just like put I it this to... way. I didn't mind each individual prayer. They were fine. but so many of the scenes in this episode are just people praying and that's fine. People can pray. I don't think that's a problem, but it doesn't progress the story. And if one person prays, that's Mm. interesting. If a lot of people pray together, that's interesting. That can be one scene, but we get a scene of each person that you put in that clip is actually like a one to two minute scene of them just sitting there praying Yeah, and praying the same prayer more or less. Like, Lord, please be with Brooke, essentially. And they all individually pray throughout the episode. And then they all pray together at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And it takes up like 15 to 20 minutes of air time that it's just people praying. That's 10, not a story. Probably
0: 10 minutes. Probably not more than that. Because are, is this episode? Sure. This episode's t- the 24 minute length, right? I'll check this real quick.
1: Like if you also count times that Brooke's praying as well. Yeah, this
0: is about 27, 24 is the runtime in this one. Yeah, and well, Brooke's got the, her journal as well, and her prayers are per- more personal about what's, about what's going on in her life. Maybe I can just short-circuit your hot take by saying, yes, you're absolutely right, and I think that was what was completely intended, that this episode would be subpar in the plot category so that we could get all of this. And, you know, writing it differently? Sure. If we were to start from scratch and write the episode where Brooke goes to brew, it would be very different. And that means that the criticism is totally valid and that this episode doesn't have that big of a plot. It's Brooke going on the plane and things going mildly disturbing and her having a hard time with it and then eventually getting to the right place. That's the plot. That's it. That's about as much plot as we got last episode. And so any criticism about the plot and about things that don't for the plot are perfectly fine and you would be completely justified in bringing that up. Yes. So the Uh, reason (laughs) that I
1: think that what you've got here is way better is because, first off, the music that you put behind it, as well as just the way that you edited it, I feel a lot greater of a connection to these prayers. It feels like I'm getting the emotional- Hang on. The music that I put behind it? Yes. What do you mean? There's music behind your edit. Yeah. All of that
0: music is behind the prayers. Really? It seemed like it was one track. Yeah. Can I tell you the cool thing? Why I love this episode- Why? So, for what this is, as far as bringing out these prayers and having a cohesive episode, every single prayer has musical underscore. Every single transition is either into a prayer or into another scene. And as far as I know, unless I miss something, every single transition and every single piece of music is in the key of C. And for the final little bit like that you just heard there on the piano to be in the key of C, and all of that fitting together around Brooke's prayer... I had emotional whiplash every single time going from the prayer to Brooke on the plane, back to the prayer, Brooke on the plane, uh, because I thought it was... I thought it was really, really good, Uh highlighting there are people who are covering her in prayers. The summary I wrote for this episode is, Brooke Morrison is covered in prayers from her friends and family during her difficult trip to Peru. And it's not super complex. It's that we have a prayer of somebody praying for her, and then Brooke going through that. And at the end, Zach says, wow, it's amazing how all of their prayers were answered. And that ties back into my theory about Lori Twitzel's strong spirituality. Even though she knows that, I think she even knows, like, she's not going to be the same as Beth Culp. She's not going to be the same as John Fornoff, for that matter. But her strong strong faith and what she puts in the episode is so so present and so strong that it makes its way even into like the music part of that and so because it's in the key of c you feel that resolution you feel that emotional impact this is something simple this is something that's going to stay here for the whole episode and that's that's just a little thing for me because i thought that was interesting but i think john campbell is either reusing pieces of the score or i think that's what he's doing. But in the process, he's using light motifs. And I really like that. Because sure. if you can hear behind some of the prayers, there is sort of a, a synth sound. It's also the same sound that he uses in Novicom a couple times. Sort of it's a, a perfect fifth from C to G in the background, if you listen for it. Whereas in the piano part, you'll have octaves being played on the piano. And both of those being present in the prayers. Whenever there's musical underscore, not only says, this is a prayer, there's music underneath this, but also, this is the emotion behind the prayer. And that, combined with Laurie's beautiful writing for these prayers, I brought out a couple moments. There's the one line from John at the end of his personal prayer that I included there in, the, in that clip that I, I really love. And so, that's what I'm again bringing out here. Sort of same thing as the Sock episode, sort of same thing as the previous episode. I know it falls short. I still really, really like it, Ryan.
1: Sure, and and that's perfectly all right. And I'm not saying that I don't like the episode. I think the episode is fine. I just think that there are Mm -hmm. places where it could have been done better. My personal criticism here is not that we shouldn't have prayers, just that I think that throughout the episode, the characters who are praying, they are in a place where they aren't necessarily learning anything by necessity. Yeah. Like, I'll put it like in an episode where someone does something wrong at the beginning and then they learn something, that's a, learning it by necessity because they don't know it. Mm-hmm. In this episode, all the characters pray, they bring their anxieties to God, and then they have a conversation at the end where the kids are like, oh, you you still have concerns, parents? And they're like, yes, yes, we do. Uh, but that's the, we're, we're doing it the right way because we're bringing them to God. Well, no one needs to learn that because they've already been bringing their anxieties to God. And um, mm. there the is only no person who, there. Yeah, the only person who kind of needs to learn to bring their anxieties to God and not dwell on the worst that can happen is, is Brooke, Brooke. But she's not there for that conversation. Eventually, she does it anyway. Personally, I would do an edit much like yours because I feel like that brings a more emotion it brought more emotion to me than uh-huh. listening to each person's individual prayer because i it was like i was overwhelmed with the oh wow every single person is praying for her and they've all got their own little things that they're focusing on but that was all carried with the emotion of the music Whereas I got kind of bogged down listening to the longer prayers of each individual person over time. Like the first time when I heard John Morrison, I was like, oh, that's a really nice prayer. But then as it kept going through each person's prayer, I kind of got tired of it. I was like, stop taking me away from the action of what Brooke's going through just for other people's prayers. There might
0: be a narrative of when people pray, I kind of zone out. And that's sad because I, I am trying to actively listen and follow along with the prayer. But if I'm not actively praying along with the person who is praying, I can tend to zone out, and that does happen sometimes. And yep. there were prayers in the previous episode, like the one with Ben Taylor. It's really good. I don't really remember much of it because uh, because I, I usually don't remember stuff from prayers. And in these prayers, I didn't really take notes during the prayers, partly because it is such a spiritual thing that these are being this is being presented to God and let go. And maybe I should be taking more notes on it. But I, I do agree with you there that I when I went right. back through and I cut this, I did try to say, Okay, let's pick something unique that each of them is all praying are all
1: praying for Brooke for Which that's why I really like your edit. The other thing is like, and maybe this just kind of goes back to maybe how I think of prayer, and so mm-hmm. that makes it more of a preference thing than a like hard fast moral thing. So everyone out there, make sure to know that like I'm not saying this is the only way you can pray. This is just sort of how I look at it. Kevin's but,
0: personal preference soapbox.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's, I guess. No, anyway. But the Ryan. way that I, <laughs> the way that I look at prayer when I look at certain verses in the Bible, like saying not to pray publicly in the streets, but rather to go into your house, close the door and pray personally. I don't think that it's a problem to hear a, pr- a person praying personally in an audio drama. But with this much focus on it, I sort of feel like like, well, why am I here? Why would I need to hear this necessarily? Like, if I'm praying with someone, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I have a reason to hear that prayer because we're both united in prayer towards a common thing. And it makes sense to hear that. It makes sense to maybe hear that multiple people are praying in one scene because the point like that it's sort of what is the scene telling you? A single scene showing one person praying that tells you this person is praying for this other person and these two people have a vested interest in or like this like John has a vested interest in Brooks' well-being and is trying to pray for that. Mm-hmm. And so I might think okay that makes sense. That would further the story if later he's going to hear about what's going on in Peru and we're going to see how he handles that personally. To hear each person individually praying without much that they actually go through I come to the end of the episode and I'm like, why necessarily did I need to hear that? Like, I could have gotten the same message in a better way from hearing everyone pray together. And personally, I feel more comfortable hearing a bunch of people pray together because like if that's the case, like I'm, I'm kind of in that group and we're all talking to God together, which that's what prayer is to me is a conversation between me and God. Hearing a bunch of people's individual conversations, it feels so, almost like I'm eavesdropping on a conversation like like unless there's a reason for me to hear this sort of in Beth Culp's words, it's not my story.
0: Oh, that fits. okay, I get you. I totally get you there. I was thinking what if these two episodes were rewritten to where the first episode shows Brooke coming from uh, an initial place of man I, I'm, I'm feeling this this way toward the the orphans, but I don't really or the orphanage, but I don't really know what to do about it. midpoint maybe even end of the episode as she decides she wants to go to Peru, we see a little bit of the fallout from that previous episode. But then this one cuts out half of the prayers and then combines what we got in the previous episode with everyone preparing for her leaving, combines that with what was what else was going on in this one. So that maybe Timmy is struggling with it and struggling with the emotions after Brooke is gone. Haley is after she's oh, gone. Yeah, yeah how, I think that would have worked a lot better. That would have solved the problems from the previous one and this one, I think.
1: Yeah, because Timmy would then have that anxiety about Brooke leaving and learn how to put that into God's hands through prayer. Through prayer. prayer. You can kind kind of combine those two themes and I think that would make it a much stronger theme altogether. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think we would have got that if John Fornoff wrote this episode. That's just what I'm saying here. And I don't know how to categorically prove that. It's just a feeling I get, and this will be super sure. interesting because now we've got these two main writers and can go back and forth and say, okay, how would they write this? And this does set the stage for Lori in the future to know, okay, she does things this way. She more focuses on let's explore what these characters are feeling right now, not necessarily bring them through something, but see this story from different points. I don't think she does the neutral space that well. She, does, she has a good neutral space with Brooke when she's on the plane. Because we're getting to see everything from Brooke's new perspective, but with the Morrisons, you are right. You are right in that we're not seeing them grow
1: through this. We're not seeing them challenged by this. Yeah. Now I want to pivot and tell you what I do like about this episode. Oh, that makes me feel I, better. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I do like this episode. I I don't like. I have my critiques, and that's what this podcast is kind of partially about. But mm-hmm. I do enjoy. Uh, several things in this episode like it's cool to see Brooke kind of in an element of like being by herself without anyone else and we we've loved in the past episodes where Brooke is journaling we're kind of able to get inside her head and see how she processes things and I do like that throughout this episode we do get to see how she processes everything kind of in real time because she has very few people to talk about anything to or mm-hmm. to talk to except for like one angry guy on a plane and one kind of nice person on a plane and like a, a stewardess or two or something. <laughs> two Karens, the Karen who she sits next to and the Karen who puts on headphones and ignores her, who's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's more of a Kevin Ke- or Kevin. something. I don't know. <laughs> I do appreciate getting to see what that's all like. From her eyes, and we get like a lot of great moments where either she turns to God in real time about these things, it's sort of a constant. Episode of her praying to God, like as she's journaling, because the way she journals, like there's two ways you can journal. You can journal to yourself in the future or you're journaling having a conversation with God. Oh, I journal to myself way too much. (laughs) And and (laughs) that's not a problem to do either. It's really just about what the purpose is. Is it to remind yourself in the future of where you've been? Or is it to have a conversation with God? And I think you you can gain from either. Uh, The benefit of journaling to God is that in the future, you could still look back and figure out, here's where I was. Because as long as you're being real and raw with God, then that's still just as open and honest about your place in life as it would be if you were writing to yourself. But it's cool because Brooke, I get the feeling that, like, maybe it kind of goes back and forth between a prayer to a journal to herself and a journal to God. But more often than not, it feels like it's a journaling to God.
0: Yeah. At the end, when she transitions from I don't know what to do, I've been here for an hour and like she's hungry, she's tired. And then transitioning from that scene to the final scene where she just starts writing down scripture and. Mm hmm. I think we're supposed to get an indication of that's what she settled on. It was an undeterminate amount of time from when she started doing that to when Pedro showed up. And I think it's the creative license that he did in that same scene. But I'm imagining like him not showing up for a while after that and her just going through scripture, reading, writing it down, and then him showing up there. I think that's powerful that it did, yeah. it, he didn't show up because she was writing, but God held her through that hard time because she focused on him.
1: Yeah. Love that. And I also like here's what I do appreciate is that in her losing her camera, she's able to witness to somebody. Mhm. The person's like, "Hey, like like how do you There's several points where she kind of shows that either she's doing better about this than she would without God or just that like she has a sense of peace even in the midst of the chaos. And there's even a scene where the woman's like Oh, you you say God's going to carry you through this. How do you know that? The only critique I'd have for that scene is that we don't actually get to hear Brooke's answer. (laughs) She's kind of like, Oh, well, let me answer that. Well, and then it just fades off. Hmm. Yeah. I'm like, wait, no, that was, that was the theological substance I was looking for. <laughs> that was kind of the point. But
0: yeah, I think we can imagine what Brooke would have said, but I think that's just supposed to be more of a, there were people all along the way who cared about her. And even though it was kind of hard to see because there was, it was a new environment there was so much going on. God was with her ministering to her through those people that whole time. And that was more the main message rather than Brooke witnessing to someone on the plane. But I agree. I, I want to see what happened to Karen. Doesn't she have like family in Miami or something? Uh, something like that. Well, it was nice that little connection that she had made, but yeah, I agree. Uh, unfortunately, Brooke doesn't get that the next time on the plane because there's a guy who's just super annoyed at her and pe- people don't don't be like that. Don't don't do that. Be nice to people, please. You spilled juice on me.
1: He's the guy who goes to Peru on business trips and then the kids steal money from him or something. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> More on that in a future episode.
0: I know what you're talking about. I just don't remember that specific scene. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there
1: soon. That's like 11 episodes from now, so. All that considered, like, I do like the music, and it's it's an okay episode. Like, I just, yeah. places I see that it could be better, but mm-hmm. not something that I listen to and it frustrates me, necessarily. Right. Like, it's just kind of meh.
0: It's like listening to a sermon, more more or less. It's like when you- Yes. Uh, and you're not going to be frustrated at that. I wish, my, I wish sermons that I listened to had a bit more structure to them. Maybe I'm just not listening to the right sermons. But overall, when I'm listening to a sermon, I'm more expecting, okay, this is going to be teaching and not story structure. When I'm listening to an audio drama, I'm expecting story structure. Here we got kind of an in-between because of all the prayers. And I don't hate it because I
1: was expecting that from Lori based on last episode. So... I well, see, I feel like this episode, like with with sermons, like i I don't mind teaching. I like teaching mm-hmm. uh specifically when it uh, like mainly when it's good teaching like if it if it's just someone going over something I already know, I can kind of zone out. But if it's teaching about something and it's like, oh, that's really interesting. I didn't realize that this context existed in the Bible, cool. This felt less like a sermon and more like a sermon where the pastor prays like a lot. Like, yeah, he prays I know. at the beginning, yeah, I know and then he prays right before worship, and then he prays after worship, and then he prays to close everything out. And he also, like, prays in the middle for some reason. Um, Like, it'd be like if you were trying to listen to a sermon, and every five minutes he started praying.
0: Yeah. I think that goes back to Ecclesiastes, right? Time for everything?
1: There's just a time for it.
0: Right. Which is applicable to a lot of things in my life right now, especially sleep so
1: <laughs> there's a time for sleep it was two hours ago <laughs> no actually buddy <funny. laughs> no but yeah i don't have a ton of
0: other notes just because most of the episode was those prayers and i didn't take a lot of notes on them but yeah i i enjoyed it and i think our discussion today was good on the episode so yeah thanks for sticking through this one ryan yeah, no problem. All right, let's wrap it uh, up. Do I need to do oh. a pun rating real quick? Oh, we forgot pun ratings for whatever you do. And the little town of. Oh, I know for a little town of cool rating. I think I think you give that like yeah, a five out of 10. I think, I think okay. just like the being in the episode.
1: new era has thrown yeah. everything to the wind. Well, it was also um, the sock episode, so. Yeah, whatever you do, not a pun. <laughs> I, I should just. You know what? I just have a separate rating. And that's. It, there's not a pun. That's not a zero or a five. It's just there isn't one. NP, not pun. NP, so not applicable pun. Not a punnable. Nap. Uh, oh, no, no I'm tired. No, no, no. <laughs> this one is Go Into the World. It's a reference to the Bible. Not really a pun. Good title. Not a pun. Okay. That said, let's end this. Well, with that, this was another episode of Return to Gilead. Uh, Michael, what is a way that people can find more episodes of Return to Gilead? Well, you could go to
0: google.com. Type in Michael a favor and then go to AIO audio news that shows up and then click on pretty... Return to Gilead promo. Click on that and there should be a link to anchor.fm slash Return to Gilead. Then you click on that. Then there'd be a link that says website. Then click on that and that'll take you to Return to Gilead.com. Wow, that's some pretty good SEO you've got there. <laughs> it's not that bad. My name is pretty unique. But yeah, you can return to Gilead.com to find out more information about this. I'm constantly updating that page with all sorts of new stuff. Uh, little easter eggs here and there that are pretty cool. If you look around, you might find the original soundtrack for Arrows 1 and 2 of Return to Gilead. So, that's kind of cool.
1: And we as always are very excited to hear what you have to say about this podcast or about Down Gilead Lane in general. So feel free to uh, leave a voice message at, there. there's a special link on our website now, right? Yes, there is. Return to Gilead.com slash message cool so we look forward to hearing what
0: you have to say oh and next episode is going to be episode 88 why god by john fornoff and i am super excited to talk about that one
1: yes that's going to be a good one until next time i'm ryan and i'm michael thanks so much for listening and we'll see you all in the next episode as we once again return to gilead Alright, well, that was pretty good. You know where people should go? I'm not going to do it that way. That's bad. Can I include that at the end? (laughs) It's been (laughs) a while since we found an
0: end scene. Okay, there's your clip. Bye, guys.